Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakundenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. You are welcome. It's 0027 a.m. It's past midnight, so it's morning already, Saturday from my end. So how are you all doing? Hope you're fine. I know most of you are not expecting me, but hey, 
<laughs> as the spirit of god leads it's been a while that i've not done videos you know i'm sorry i've not come on to to preach in between the week uh, the days unlike you know normally i do wednesdays and sundays which are thanksgiving that god strictly asks me to do on my platform and any other day as i get the message and as i'm late i come on and i preach and it's been a while i actually i got this message yesterday while at my doctor's office and uh i said i was going to preach yesterday but things happen and yeah my today so today's message is titled let's pray slash obedience before we dive into the message let's welcome abba father let's welcome yahweh father you are the king of kings you are the lord of lords the mighty man in battle holy spirit take over me speak through me O lord jesus and may you glorify your name less of me and more of you take over this service father i soak myself i soak everyone who is listening to me with your precious blood, blood of Jesus, Father, let me disappear so you can appear, O Yahweh. Speak through me, Father. Take over me. I cover all the equipment with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. I cover the network with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's pray slash obedience. If you want to walk with God, if you want to be successful in life, you need to obey God. You need to do things the way that pleases God. You need to walk and be patient with God. You need to go by the leading of God. As the Bible says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You need to do things by the leading of the Spirit. In a nutshell, obedience is what I've come out this evening to talk about and for us to pray. Not obedience in its totality, like obedience as a main subject, but for us to pray to obey God. Obey God in all ways. Wait patiently on the Lord. Do not go before God. Stay in God's will. That's my prayer for you today. That you should obey God in all ways. You should wait patiently on God. Do not go before God. Stay in God's will. If you are staying in God's will, it means you are not disobeying God. Don't go before God. If, For example, if you are a pastor or a man of God and there is the leading for you to go and organize a fellowship. Let me put it that way. <clears throat> God is leading you to go and organize a fellowship this week. He gives you a date and time and a location, probably not location, but it's okay. On Friday, I want you to go out and do some evangelism. Or I want you to organize a prayer meeting in the church on Friday or whatever, or come on live and preach on Friday. God is leading you and you come and you do it. You are in God, you are living, you are staying in God's will. You, God says, go and preach, go online and preach on Friday. Go out and evangelize and you're like, oh, the sun is too hot. Oh, it's too cold. I'm not in the mood. I'm angry today. I'll do it tomorrow. You are disobeying God. You don't know why he's asking you to go out on that day 
It could be for somebody. It could be for somebody and God is sending you out. And you are like, no, the weather is not conducive. Or you are not in the best of mood. All you want to do is to rest. No. If you are working for God, be ready to move. God has no schedule. No schedule. He can tell you today, stand up and go. He can say, no, wait. He can tell you to go and the next minute he say, wait. Right? He can lead you at the same time. He has seen. He sees what is ahead of us. So he can tell you, don't go, wait. And he can say, don't go. And then the next minute he say, go. So let's be sensitive in the spirit. Let's be sensitive in the spirit and let's obey God in everything we do. Let's obey God. I was shocked yesterday. I've read the Bible and I've read this book, but it didn't really um, stand out like it did yesterday. The book of Deuteronomy 1. Let me go there. Oh, Exodus has opened first. Chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. Deuteronomy 1, 2, 3. Normally, it takes only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea, going by way of Mount Seir. But 40 years after the Israelites left Egypt, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses addressed the people of Israel telling them everything the Lord had commanded him to say. When I read this, is at the doctor's place. I wanted to read the book of uh, um, Esther while I was there waiting at the waiting room. And for some reason, I opened the Deuteronomy and I read this and it's like, it stood out. I was like, wow, I've read this book before. But it never makes sense like it is making sense right now to me. That a journey that would have taken them 11 days, as the Bible is saying, not 11 years. Normally, it takes only 11 days. It took them, what, 40 years because of what? Disobedience, lack of patience, complaint, grumbling, worshipping other gods getting themselves into trouble. If you're just tuning in, you're welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunde, Njingum, an ambassador of Christ Jesus. Today's broadcast is Let's Pray slash Obedience. The Israelites, after Moses brought them out of Egypt, in the wilderness, they disobey God so many times. I urge you to read the book of Exodus. I think I've said it before now that we should read the book of Exodus. Go and read the book of Exodus to get a real understanding of what I'm saying because I'll not be able to read every, I'll not be able to read the whole book here. I'll just read some chapters. But right now I'm in Deuteronomy. These two out, like this journey was supposed to take them 11 days. It took them 40 years. It's like they were going in circle because of disobedience, because of complaint, lack of faith, forgetting each time they are faced with difficulties, they forget, like their memory just erased. They forget about the goodness of God. They forget about the miracle he has done. They forget that this same God who brought them out of Egypt before their own very eyes 
He gave Moses power. Moses parted the Red Sea. They walked on, on dry ground. The sea was like literally divided. They walked through. And their enemies came running after them. And the water swallowed them. They forget that this same God who brought them out from there did this to them. Is able and capable to provide whatever they need. Is it food? Is it water? They were thirsty. They grumble. They complain how they have not eaten meat. They used to eat meat and eat bread. God provided manners for them. He said they should take just enough. They should not keep it. Like what you collect, you should be able to eat it. And that's it. Some of them kept some. It got rotten with maggot. All these signs still did not mean anything to them. God said on Saturday they should pick twice the, 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 the quantity they picked. So Sunday is Sabbath day, they won't go out. They disobey God. They went out. God even said, for how long? Exodus 16:28. God says to Moses, The Lord asked Moses, How long will these people refuse to obey my command and instruction? How long? Like God did not understand them. What sort of people are these? Despite everything God is showing them. Despite everything God is showing them, the people are just doing their own thing. Simple instruction. Don't go out on Sunday. I've set Sunday aside. A day to honor me. A day to, to rest. Mm-mm. These people did not listen. They went out. God was tired. Like they kept disobeying God. God told them in the book of Exodus 15, 26, he said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decree, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now, like God is even negotiating with them, like, listen, I've shown you all these things. If only you can keep to my commandments or to my commands and instruction and the decree I have said. Like if I say don't go, I first a degree that Sunday nobody should go out. Sunday is a rest day. It's a day for you to take a rest. Stay at home. Don't go out. Don't go to the field like you're going to look for food. The one you, you gather on Saturday will be enough for you to eat for Saturday and Sunday. If only you keep to these instructions, you will not suffer. The disease I sent on the Egyptians, before them, they saw God killed the Egyptians, their firstborn. They saw how God showed his signs and wonders. But these people were so stubborn. It's like there's something in their brain that as soon as they are faced with a situation, it just erased every good thing. They forget completely and start to grumble. You would have left us in Egypt for us to die there. Egypt was better off. Like seriously. 
people you, you intend to do good to them. People that all you mean for them is good. Look at what they say in the book of Exodus 16, 3. As if only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt. They mourned. They were sat around the pots. There we sat around pots, filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. Can you imagine? In Egypt where you poor were slaves. When people were asleep, you were beaten, you were tormented. So food is now very important. More than their lives. More than the promised land. A journey that normally would have taken them 11 days. It took them 40 years because of disobedience. I pray this will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Before we pray, I just want to show you, amen. Before we pray, I just want to show you some. I want to show you the scriptures in the Bible to show how when you are stubborn to God, how you delay your destiny. And I pray that that will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Exodus 16, 23 to 27. He told them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses has commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. Moses said, Eat this food today, for today is a Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is a Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground that day. That was an instruction. Moses has explained every what is here that they didn't understand. He even gave them assurance that, listen, the one you will pick on the seed day to eat on the seed and the seventh day, which is the Sabbath day, it will be fine and nothing even happened. But listen, what verse 7 says, verse 27 of Exodus 16. Some of the people went out anyway on the seventh day, but they found no food. Thomas, Thomas, they want to see before they believe. Then verse 28, the Lord asked Moses, How long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instruction? How long? God is wondering. For how long will they crumble? For how long will they disobey me? They will complain this I will provide. The next time they complain, they forget that I've done a miracle, I've performed a miracle already. To me, it's like somebody was just erasing their memory. Once God does it, they'll be happy. They celebrate or call him names. They even sang song for him. If you read the whole of Exodus, Miriam was leading the women. They were singing, cheering up, saying all sorts of good things about God. 
they are thirsty as a problem. Instead of them going to Moses, quietly, oh Moses, we are thirsty. We need water. But they will say all sorts of things. You are better left us in Egypt for us to die there. There we had enough. You would have allowed us to be slaves there. Are you serious? Like you're not seeing anything good. You don't see the good intention of God bringing people out of Egypt. They didn't see that. It is terrible. When I read this, sister was like, wow. Let me sip water. My throat is dry. drinking from my bottle and I saw this I was like what it's like he hit home 11 days journey took 40 years not 40 days 40 years Moses went to talk to God before he came back they have asked Aaron to melt their their drawings they carved their own God. They started misbehaving. Hmm. Man. Nay. I've come out this evening to pray for you all. I pray your journey will not be longer than necessary. You will obey God. You will stay in God's presence. You will listen to God. And you will live and stay in his will. You will pray that the will of God be done in your life. That you will not disobey God. You will not hurt him. God has feelings if you don't know. God is human. He feels. He's a spirit. Yeah, but he has feelings. There was a day, I've shared this with you so many times. Somebody called me, it's a big friend of mine called. She didn't call, she left a message, a voice note. Say, oh, she has not heard from me, so she's checking on me, hope I'm fine and blah, blah, blah. And I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be checking on her. This is a senior person, not the other way around. But who says a senior person cannot check on a junior one? Who make those rules? So I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be checking on her and things like that. So I left her a voice note also. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought of you. This is somebody I loved, I had in mind, but I never thought of calling her. It was never in my plan, the nearest future, to call this person, to be honest. But I know she's there. So when I lied, I said, oh, I thought of calling you. I'm going to call you, blah, blah, blah. Immediately I said that. I felt like something inside of me was crying. That's the spirit of God. He was grieving. I felt like something like, why, Mbole? Why? Why did you lie? Why? I cried for two days. 
I apologized. I asked God to forgive me. I came home. I was not myself. I prayed. I begged God. The following day, I went to work. The same thing. While I was at work, I went to use the kitchen. The, the cups, we have uh, drank coffee or tea, whatever. I was cleaning them in the kitchen. So I was cleaning those dishes in the kitchen at work. I started begging God. I was talking to him. I felt bad. That the spirit of God was grieving. Something was crying inside of me. Listen, if you carry God's presence, there is no way you'll be doing some things. If you're a child of God, it's not just about conscience. It's way beyond conscience. God has feelings. I was crying and I was begging God. And I heard him clearly say, yes, I have forgiven you. But make a video. Let my children know. It's unfortunate I've deleted that video because my phone did not have enough space. And I'll make videos. I've deleted a whole lot of videos that I'm regretting now. I'll make videos and once I post it the following day, I'll delete it. Because before you know, the phone is full. I had to buy. After I deleted that's when I went and bought an, an extra, uh, what do they call it, for me to have space. But it's still not that much because I always keep deleting, deleting, you know. So I felt bad. I was like, God. Then God started talking to me. He said, that is how I feel. He said, imagine if you are feeling this way. That's how I feel each time my children, they sin. Each time they tell lies. Each time they commit abortion, fornication. They masturbate. They kill. They do. Each time you sin, you grieve God. That's a feeling I don't want to have again. Immediately I realized that I'm doing something contrary to what God is saying. I make sure I repent immediately. Because that feelings. Mm -mm. If you see somebody who is lying freely, that person does not carry the spirit of God. There are people who lie freely. It doesn't mean anything to them. I am telling you. I've experienced this. I can say it with all boldness and with all uh, um, everything I believe within me. If you carry the spirit of God, you can't lie. You can't do evil. Because immediately God is talking to you like, my daughter, you are hurting me. The way I felt. So this is God crying. For how long will these people disobey me? It hurts. It hurts. He has feelings. Simple instruction. Don't go out. No. They will complain. We don't have water. You should have allowed us that when God is doing this for your own good. A journey that would have been just for 11 days to 40 years because of disobedience. I pray when you are faced with challenges. You will not forget the miracles God has done for you. I pray you will not forget the good times God came through for you in your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. That's my prayer for you today. And when you are faced with challenges, you will not forget the miraculous, good signs and wonders God did in your life. The times He came through for you. Hold on to them. When things are tough, you say, God has done this before. He will do it again. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He changeth not. He neither sleeps nor slumber. He knows you. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans, the thought I have for you, that of good and not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. It might be a test. If you read the book of Esther, you see a place where God was, said, let me do this to test them to see, and they fail woefully. I pray you will not fail your test in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I pray you will not complain when things don't go the way you want. To the Israelites, things were supposed to be going smoothly for them. They knew that God has brought them out of Egypt. They just have to have this, have that, right? But they forgot that they have been living in disobedience. They have been grieving God. Imagine something that would have taken 11 days to 40 years, not even 11 years, 40 years. It's like they were going in circle. Either they were going in circle or they'll stay at one spot for probably a year or two. It's possible. Like they don't move. They come to this location. They stay there. They misbehave. They will fight. They will be in attack. Moses will have to even lift up his, his hand his, uh, and staff up. When he lifts his staff up, they will have victory. They put Moses through a whole lot. And God himself. God was grieved. God was angry. I pray the devil will not deceive you to turn away from God and worship him. Because this is what they did. Lack of patience. Moses went to talk to God. I don't even know what is keeping this Moses. If he's even alive there. And the devil started whispering in their ears. It's not written like that in the Bible. But where are these thoughts coming from? If God has brought you out from Egypt, he has kept you. He has shown you all these signs and wonders. He has done these for you. You, have, you turn just because Moses, Moses has not come when probably you expected him. You turn now and start carving your own God and worshipping your own God. God had to hurry Moses and go down and see what's going on. It's so shameful. This, this Israelites represent us humans. Us. Because that's what we do to God. We disobey. We misbehave. We lack patience. God will tell us something. No, we want it to happen now. We don't want to wait on God. It's either our way or no way. And you see that when you do it your own way, it will take you longer time. You'll go and then you'll come back to God. You spoil and you waste time. Something that God, God is like, just be patient. I'm working out something for you. Probably you are crying. Say, oh, Father, I need a husband. He said, okay, I've heard. And he's preparing that man for you. Probably the man is still studying. God has seen that, okay, in the next two years, he will finish and get a good job. So just be patient. You have prayed. Maybe the even prophet said they said they are seeing you getting married very soon. Oh, you are going to get married to a medical doctor, to a rich man. And you've prayed, and God is like, Yes, let me prepare these guys in his final year. And then he will get a job next year. He will move. Probably he's studying in a different city. He will move to the city where you are, and then you will meet him. And before you know it, you poor married. But because you don't have patience, they gave you that prophecy. And you have prayed, and probably God even showed you sign or even told you that yes, 
you are going to get married. You meet a medical doctor or you meet a rich man. Probably didn't tell you he's a medical doctor, but it's like, oh, I can still get him married to a good man or a rich man. A businessman propose, proposes, you just accept. You don't even know his, his background, where he's coming from. You don't know his relationship. He has a relationship with God. Just because they have proposed that somebody will marry you, anyone who comes, you just accept. Out of desperation, lack of patience. You didn't even go back to God to pray and say, Father, this man that you told me, your prophet told me, or your prophet has said, I'm going to get married. Is this man of you? Is this my husband? No. Lack of patience to go back and pray. You rush. Get married to him. Domestic violence. Bam. Beat it. Before you know, he will be insulting you. Look at you that I just pick. I have everything. He's a self-made man. You got into his life. He has made everything. His business is booming. You don't have anything to contribute. Like you are there, you don't. You can't say anything. He will tell you, oh, you don't know how I work for this. Oh, I want my things to be like this. Don't come and change my things. This is my life. You come into my life, you just have to succumb. That's your husband. But had it been, you've waited probably for a year or two. You meet up this medical, you meet this medical doctor, and you post that life together. Probably go and look for a, an apartment together, or you rent and you go for shopping. Okay, the couch, what color? You pick your things. You decide, you know. But you met this man who is rich, has a mansion, his house, well furnished, everything. You come with your small box, a box or two. That's all. His kitchen has been furnished, everything. You just come in there. What do you want to contribute? What do you want to say? You want to, no, 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 that thing is always like that. Just leave it that way. And you start asking yourself, did I make a mistake or what? Three, four, five years down the road, probably no child. He's beating you, insulting you. Before you realize that it's a mistake, then God now will start looking for somebody else. He has to arrange it. That medical doctor was supposed to be yours. God will not keep him stranded and be waiting for you when you are there. You've gone five years. God will prepare somebody else for him. Before you come out of that abusive marriage, five years down the road, wasted. Probably come out of a relationship, you don't even have the zeal to get married because what you've seen there, mm-mm. So we need patience. When you talk to God, when you pray, wait, he will answer you. This message is for me as well. We all need patience. The Israelites had no patience. The Israelites, they had no patience. Moses went to the mountain to talk to God. They don't know what he was doing. What has he even kept it? Let's assume that Moses even died there. So today they'll be like, Wow. I don't think they'll even feel. They'll even insult him. They'll be like, look at this man. Foolish man. You brought us here. You end up dying. Now we are stuck in this wilderness. Aaron. They persuaded Aaron. Aaron melt this and make us a God. And he succumbed to them. I pray you will not worship the devil. When things are tough, he will not present things to you. He will not present his own gift and you see them so flashy and flamboyant and they are good. Be patient. God's time is the best. And when God gives you, he gives freely. He doesn't attach any condition. The devil gives with the right hand and he collects with the left hand. 
be patient. And I pray for you today that the good things, the good work that God has started in your life, he will bring it to completion in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray you will pass your test in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, may you answer our prayers in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. My Father, my fighter, Father, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. Yahweh, we give you honor, we give you glory, we give you thanks, praise, and adoration. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your care and protection. We thank you for provision, Father. We thank you for grace. We thank you, Yahweh, for always answering our prayers. We thank you for this message for today, Father. And we pray that your will will be done in our lives. We pray, O oh Lord, for patience. That may you put in us patience to wait on you. We pray, O oh Lord, that may you open our ears to hear your voice and your voice only when you talk to us. We pray that may you open our eyes to see only the things you want us to see. Let us live a life pleasing to you. Let us stay in your presence. Let us stay in your will. Let your will be done in our lives. Father, Lord, help us, Lord. Let, our, let us live to forfeit destiny and purpose. Let us not delay it, oh Lord Jesus. Let us not make it, you know, let us not delay it. Make it take a longer turn like the Israelites they did. In the mighty name of Jesus, that will not be our portion. We pray that we'll obey you at all times. Even when it doesn't make sense. Even when it doesn't make sense, let us obey you. Instead in us patience, tolerance, Father, Lord. Patience, obedience. Help us, Father, to stay in your will. Because your will is the best. We silence, I silence every voice of negativity in your children's life today in the mighty name of Jesus. Anyone who, when you tell them to go right, will come and tell them to go left. I cut off that relationship in the mighty name of Jesus. Anything and anyone that will make them to disobey you, I separate them from them and from that thing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let your blood that speaks more than every other blood, I use your blood to wash your children, wash myself. Oh Lord Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, that the enemy will not whisper every neg any negative thought in our ears. We will hear your voice and your voice alone. We will live to obey you. We will live to please you. And yet your will be done in our lives on earth as it is in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. We cover all our prayer points and requests with your precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for these words. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Father. You are blessed. Go and obey God. Stay in His presence. Be mindful of the things you think, the things you do. Have patience in all. Have patience. Obey God in all ways. Wait patiently on the Lord. Do not go before God. Stay in God's way. That is my prayer for you. Do not make your journey 
longer than necessary. Do not make your journey longer than necessary out of stubbornness, out of lack of patience. If you don't understand anything, call on God. Go to him in prayers. Go to him in prayers. You have a blessed and a wonderful weekend. I love you all, the love of God. As soon as I have another message, I will come back. But until that, until then, rather, go out, spread love, share love. I love you all, the love of God. You are blessed. Amen. Before I go, I would like to lead somebody to Christ. I know I've said amen. I would like to lead somebody to Christ. Of what use will it be for me to preach, preach without leading you to Christ? Salvation is very important. So let me pray for you. Father Lord, the word says, For all have seen and come short of your glory, Father. We've come before your throne this morning, asking you for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord. And may you forgive us for the times we disobey you. May you forgive us for the lies. May you forgive us for cheating. May you forgive us of anger. Forgive us, O oh Lord. Forgive us of our sins. The ones we committed directly or indirectly. Forgive us, Father. Have mercy, Lord. I want to live a life pleasing to you and we alone. Yes, Yahweh. So you take one, um, you say the salvation prayer after me. You repeat after me. Say, Father Lord, I come into your presence as a sinner. I confess all my sins. Please forgive me. I did not know any better. I promise not to go back to my old ways. I believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary so that my sins can be wiped away. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Be the Lord over my life. I promise to serve you forever and ever. Amen. Put your hand on your chest. Welcome to the kingdom of, to the body of Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the body of Christ. You are now born again. Welcome to the kingdom of God. You are now a new creature. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Do not go back sinning. Read your Bible. Listen to the messages. Pray. Have a relationship with Jesus. Make him your personal Lord and Savior as you have declared here. Put him at the center of everything you do. Above all, you need patience in the work of God. You need patience. I pray God grant you patience. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say, Amen. Bye-bye.